0: Hey warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. Hope you guys have had a great week. Mine wasn't too bad. Um I may be out of town where I won't be able to do a podcast next Monday because I'll be visiting my wife's parents and um I don't, I won't have time to do it out there cuz all I'll have is my phone and if I do if I do it I'll do it but probably won't. So next week probably won't be a podcast but If I were to do one, it would probably have to be a little bit later in the week. But anyway, um, you know, you can pray for us as we travel because we have to go about eight hours. And yeah, it should be good. Um, The only hard thing is that we're trying to decide when to go because on the 23rd is where we really wanted to go. But out here in Texas is going to be really cold. And we don't know what it's going to be like here. So anyway... Um, I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed last week's episode because I did. Uh, Secondly, uh, if you haven't noticed, I did do like a welcome video because this is kind of the taste of what I want to take Warrior Within. Um, Something I've been kind of putting into thought and talking with my wife, talking with other people. But one of the things I've been thinking about doing is to create kind of like a show on YouTube um, try to do it live. It may be in the mornings, or I may start it like at 12 in the afternoon, my time, or I may start at 11 so that way it's 12 o'clock for Eastern people and also kind of a little bit central. I, I really don't know what would be a perfect time, but the idea would be um, I've been praying about this and been asking God what to do with Warrior Within, you know, Christian manhood and the, and the direction that it's going to be going. Now, you know, you know my, my one thought has always been to see it be just a way to be able to reach guys. But I also know that if God has pushed me so far in these last two years, there has to be something else he also wants me to do with it. And so I've been really praying about it, and, and the mindset has come to maybe do like a two-hour show. Uh, with live camera and uploaded on YouTube uploaded on rumble as well uh, to be used as probably not as long as these podcasts because one of the thing is I want to continue to do these podcasts this would just be a show like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday type deal but what I may do is treat Monday like it is a podcast and therefore use that recording as my recording for the podcast. Or what I may actually do is do each one and then try to upload it as a podcast throughout the week so there'd be like four episodes to listen to and try to shorten the podcast so that way it's kind of like a discussion I can have for each one and just do a portion of the conversation about a thought and then the rest of it could be other things or vice versa, have it be kind of like just having fun conversations, maybe doing something Cool together you know i don't know like i haven't really decided something i've been praying about and trying to figure out what that would look like and you know i need you guys' prayer on this because it's going to be pretty cool if this is something that god's going to grow uh like i said my my my, my whole point with this is not to become an empire my point of this is not to become like this like m- huge thing If God's telling me to do something, I will do it and see what he does with it. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what the plan is that he has for it. But as I do each step, I do it in obedience. And it's something I've been wanting you guys to take in. God tells you to do something, you do it. And even if you don't know what the conclusion is going to be, you just do it. Now, one of the things I what I would like this to become is a way to make money through YouTube videos like monetizing and then maybe even you know, sell products. Because what I would like for me as I'm starting my church is to actually be able to fund myself without having to take the grand money grant money from the church, because I actually prefer using that money, either hire someone else or, um, use it towards the church somehow. So it, that's what I'm saying. This is a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, a lot of, a lot of things that could be coming from this, but I don't know what God's doing. So bear with me. Um, I, you know, as things start maybe changing a little bit and, and I don't know when I'll start doing that because I have to kind of set up an idea plan of how I want that to look like. So anyway, that's something that's been in my heart for a bit. It's been something that God keeps kind of throwing at me, and, and it's just something I wanted you guys to hear. And and maybe if you guys have thoughts, go on the page and respond on it underneath this podcast about it, because um, I would like to hear your input. Like, what do you feel? What do you think about me taking a, a step like that? Because one of the things I want to be super careful is I don't want it to take over the ministry perspective that my wife are doing with echo ministry but at the same time it is my 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 I guess you could say my hobby enjoyment that I like to do in this I love doing this podcast I've really really loved it and it was really funny because I remember in this one thing I was at and they were asking if you weren't you know going to be a pastor what would you do and I thought to myself actually I love doing the podcast like uh, I told him I said you know, I I do my own, but I would actually probably like make that my full-time job because I really enjoy being on here. I enjoy getting to meet people through this. I'm I'm enjoying what God's just teaching me, showing me and the opportunities I get to have to be able to share the way that I'm sharing. So once again, that's why I'm I'm sharing this out on this one, because this episode is not going to be as big as all the other ones, because it's more of a, Thing about kind of kind of talking about Christmas a little bit in some sense. So anyway, um, pray for that. Uh, secondly, we haven't found a house yet. Um, I do have some thoughts. Like I don't know if you guys have ever looked at barnominiums, but I was really hoping to find one that was around here where maybe we can buy a cheap plot that is you know good for putting one and trying to find a place that wouldn't cost too much. Now, so far, have not been really too excited because the cost for barnuminium is kind of high. And you know, it would be really cool to find one that is in our range and find a plot of land that's in our range where we can afford all of it. But once again, that's a prayer. Um otherwise, you know, right now we're still looking for a good house that will fit what we need and what we need even if it's just a starter home you know to be you know to be out there move out there and and just be able to get out there so you could pray for that too um let's see okay so today um i'm titling it christmas and joseph and i want to put dad and husband but my, my concern about doing that Is that then all the single guys out there Are like well this is not for me Well no it is for you Because Even if you're going to stay single the rest of your life Or you're not You don't have a girlfriend yet or you're not married yet That's okay Because The design for us To be men of God Is imaged in Marriage and parenting So even if you don't get to be married or you're not married yet or marriage is not not in discussion with your girlfriend and you don't have kids like I don't have kids yet but I don't know if I'll have my own or I'll be just adopting or I'll have as um, this one lady said your spiritual kids which are just kids that you have invested and cared for that may not be your kids they're someone else's kids whatever it may be it's still important to understand how to parent because it all goes to the image and design of mentorship mentee being involved or not being involved. Um, Older men training, younger men, older women training, younger women, like all that comes together into the image of understanding what it means to be a dad, a husband, a leader, a man of God, Wherever you may be. Because I know there's going to be some guys out there that may never marry. That's okay. You know, Paul implies that he was not married, though people think he was. But he kind of implies like he wasn't married because he gets to put his full 100% of his time in ministry. Where he doesn't have to worry about a wife or kids or family. It's just all God. God and he encourages that. Now, there is a lot of people who have talked about singleness. Singleness is a great time. You don't have to be always hunting for a woman. You don't always have to be looking to get married as soon as you get out of high school, or even in high school, or in college. You don't have to, guys. You know, I I didn't meet my wife until after college age time. Like, it's, it's very possible to meet them in some way, because if you're asking God to guide everything to come together, he'll be faithful to do it. And then it's in his timing. Because remember, I told you I had a plan. I had I had my life set out and how I wanted things to go. But God took it in a different path. And that's okay. So anyway, so going back to Joseph. Now, we t- I'm talking about Jesus' dad. Um, we know, based on what we see, there is not tons of verses about Joseph. We also, there's the belief that he died sometime between Jesus being 12 and 30. But what we do have are some verses that stand out that have importance, like Matthew 1, 18-25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, wanted to resolve. Why well, put what it wanted, but it says resolved to divorce her quietly, wanted to. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Now, there's things about this that's vital. One of the things is a just man and unwilling to put her to shame. You see, Joseph is a good man. You could see it. And if you study more into like basically the Christmas story, you understand the connection that Joseph has to the lineage that makes him vital as the important part for being Jesus' dad but Mary's lineage is the more important part because she is of the line of David and being foretold that Jesus would come he would be of the line of David. So even though I said verses through 25 those are important because there's there's part of that because when Joseph woke up from sleep he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and he took his wife but he he knew her not until she gave birth to the son and they call them Jesus. You see, obedience. See, the main thing about all this is obedience. As a man of God, as a father, as a dad, as a husband, you know, as, you know, your your girlfriend's boyfriend. The whole point of being a man of God is showing obedience to God, listening to his commands, doing as he asks and doing what you are supposed to be doing because God asked you to do it. You see, a lot of times I find a lot of guys who are very into their jobs saying, well, you know, my my responsibility is to get, you know, get a job, work, take care of the family, take care of the house. You know, they have this expectational list of what they think a man of God is supposed to be, or I should say what a man's supposed to be. But they don't talk about, you know, How I treat my wife, how I talk to her, how I treat my kids, how I talk to them. They don't talk about like their attitude and actions towards them. They don't talk about how uh, they're supposed to obey God's commands. They don't talk like they don't pray in front of their families. They pray in private. They try to they try to look like they're strong. And we've talked about this before. Men tend to want to look strong. Joseph had every right to divorce her because he, you know, in a human mindset. Were you being unfaithful to me? Were you with another guy? God gave him a dream and instead of doing what he thought would be a, a man of integrity should do, because he didn't want to shame her. He obeyed, took her, did not sleep with her. So in other words, even though he was married, did not sleep with her until after she gave birth. He obeyed. He did what he was told to do. Now, a lot of times as guys, we like to think we know what is the right answer. We think we can solve the problems. We think we understand how to solve the problems. But in reality, we need to be careful of that, that we don't. Take a human philosophical view On what men are supposed to be like Now we've talked about several different things You know, Men are supposed to be gentle They're supposed to have fierceness as leaders They're supposed to have men of integrity They're supposed to be men of character And they should be walking upright Chasing after righteousness Being holy in how they act All that is part of this Why it's very important and that's why going to Luke 2.42 is also a very important part, too, because this is when Jesus, Mary, and Joseph go up to the temple. And starting in 42, it says, when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast has was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. And now how many of you guys who have kids remember losing your kid? Like in the store, or you thought they were following you, but they weren't. Like, there is that tendency to be fearful, scared of what's possible to happen. That is part of the purpose of loving someone who is lost. At least in your mind. Now, it's interesting because as you go on in the story, but supposing him to be in a group, <coughs> they went the day's journey. And they began to search for him along with their relatives acquaintances, excuse me don't know why I'm coughing now When they did not find them So in other words they've been traveling this whole time couldn't find Jesus amongst everybody else so they had to end up back to Jerusalem And so after three days they found him in the temple sitting with teachers listening to them asking them questions, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents just saw him, they, of course, they were like, how can you do this to us? You know, like, oh, they were so, you know, scared, distressed, whatever. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. You see, it's very important to understand there's like things to me that I see. Your kids have a purpose. Your kids have a purpose. God has a plan for your kids. We need to be careful that we are not creating our purpose onto our kids. Now, this does not mean you don't teach them the values, don't teach them scriptural truths. You don't want want them to fail like you did, so you teach. But sometimes your kids are going to fail, and they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to struggle, and that's okay. You then, when they when they fall and scrape their knee, you pick them up, you wipe off the dirt, you know, you take care of the the bruises. And then you say, let's try this again. And you keep training. Now, In this case, this is Jesus. God has a plan for him, a purpose, whatever it may be. In their eyes, they don't know 100%. So you got to understand from their perspective, all they saw is their son's gone. They don't know where he is. They're freaking out. But. Jesus was doing what God asked, but he, you know, if you notice in verse 50, he says, they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And then in 51, he said that, um, he went down with them and was submissive to them. So he recognized that by example, he needs to obey his mom and dad, because that is actually a commandment to obey your parents. Right? So he did so. Even though he scolded them, because in some sense, he was showing that, you know, I'm doing what God's asked me to do. So that even means for our kids, even if they know that God's telling them to do something, but you tell them not to do it out of obedience, they should obey. But then you got to ask yourself, why is your kid wanting to do that? You see, one of the important things I've kind of noticed throughout the years between my parents and me... And even seeing other parents and their kids and seeing younger kids and parents. I think one of the missing parts that I see about relationships between parent and child is the parent doesn't stop to listen to their child's perspective. Because one thing that happens when the parent is not interested in something the child does is they try to deter them from being interested in whatever they're interested in. And they'll try to use biblical reasonings for something that is not sinful or wrong to try to remove them from that. And that's not how you deal with it. Now I'm a gamer, my parents were not supportive of gaming for a very long time. But after seeing how the communities I've been a part of have made an impact in my life and how they're connected and how even like one couple from the gaming community is a couple that's gonna help us with the church they're starting to realize that god had a plan he knows what he's doing there's a purpose behind why he encouraged me to get involved in these communities because his plan is not necessarily what they thought it was you know my mom kept telling me you know someday that you know god would well that she felt that god told her that i would be a pastor someday well she didn't push me in that direction but she wanted to train me to prepare for me for that in some ways the problem was in her mind her picture of a pastor is this a type pastor you know that's the image and i think that's what happens sometimes And we need to be aware as men as dads at some point you know are we doing as god has asked us to train our kids or are we training our kids the way we want them to be trained and it doesn't mean none of us are gonna be perfect we're not going to hear god and we're not always going to make the best choices but that's okay but now this also goes into all of you who aren't dads or husbands like me who don't have kids and even single guys okay are you doing what god has asked you or are you doing what you think you think god is asking you because there's times when you look at it that you need to be aware Are you obeying God, or are you doing what you think is right? We're going to take a quick break and continue right after this. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to the second episode, or second half of the episode, excuse me, (laughs) Actually, this might be a little bit longer than I was expecting just because I didn't you know the Holy Spirit kind of gets going. Anyway, so <clears throat> one of the things I kind of noticed that, you know, during why this is kind of a Christmas point, though. Is that there's a time when we are most lovable, kind, caring, and involved in people's lives, wanna visit family, wanna be part of like events and activities, and want our kids to be involved. And we, we as you know, husbands wanna be more, a little bit more involved, and we try to maybe get stuff that our kids want and what, what our wife wants or what we want. And there's like, there's all this kind of joyful feeling of Christmas and wintry feeling of love, and, and like that kind of becomes the aspect of Christmas. So the one thing that always bothers me is that where does all that persona go after Christmas is done, after the new year? Why does it only stay for maybe about a month? See, a lot of this mindset should continue throughout the year. It shouldn't only be in the so-called time of the season that we see a lot of this actions personas because as men as husbands as fathers as single guys we should always be mindful of others and others around us and there's there's a couple of verses I want to share this is mostly for dads and husbands but if you're single you're hoping to be a husband you're hoping to be a dad learn okay Deuteronomy 6 through 9 says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to... (laughs) I blew that up. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as the frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the dr- doorposts of your house and on the on your gates." The idea is in this image, as fathers, we gotta stop hiding away from bringing up our kids. We gotta be a part of their lives. We got to listen to their stories. We got to help them in their struggles. Because if you are not being open to building that type of relationship with your kid, your kid is gonna go to people that are not going to give them very good godly advice. That is something I want you to clearly think about. If you are not the one that's getting involved in their life even if you're not interested in the stuff they like to do, even if they're not interested in stuff you like to do, you learn the stuff they like to do. You study the stuff they like to do. And then you're able to talk to them for the stuff they like to do. You know, my dad never could get into any of the gaming stuff I did. He wasn't interested in Like the stories that I would watch on TV, he was not really interested in the sports that I would be interested in. So it was really hard growing up to be open with my dad about certain things. He does better now, but there's still that disconnect. I'm doing this out of, from what I've gone through, wanting you guys that do have kids even if you are a hunter who goes out and, you know, big sports, but your son is into music and computers and video games, you could still connect. You need to understand that there is a reason why your kid is not interested in the same stuff as you do. But does not mean that they're less manly, does not mean... That they won't be manly because I can tell you this I probably could Kill an animal but I could not Gut one It's just just How it is like if you gave me a bow and arrow And said we're going to hunt deer I could probably Kill it But I probably could not gut it If we go fishing I could Fish and get as many fish as you would like But I probably could not gut it to me, like that makes me feel sick to do that, and I can't do it. It doesn't make me less manly, but if you were to ask me if you would rather hunt or play video games, I would rather play video games just because I enjoy that culture. That's my hobby of interest. But if you were to say, hey, let's go shooting a gun at a shooting range or shoot boat, like archery at an archery range or throw axes at an axe range, I'll be the first one there. Like, I love doing that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean I want to actually use it on somebody or use it on an animal. You know what I mean? So the thing is, you got to understand your kid. There's a reason why things are happening the way that they are. And two, the two things you gotta pay attention. Are they being influenced by the world to do things that you know are not biblical? Or are they being influenced by God because they are learning how to be biblical? And those are the two areas of responsibility that you need to be on guard and alert. Because I will say this: don't just accept your kids doing whatever they want. That's not what I'm saying. Pay attention. Learn, understand why. Because when you start asking those questions and you start asking them why they like something, there may be something they like to do that you realize, hey, this is not gonna be very biblically helpful. Because there is video games out there that I would never let a kid play. And then there is agendas that are in video games that I, I would make sure 100%, if it's an okay game to play, that you ask them the right questions. Do you understand why this story in this game isn't biblically sound? And they'll have to say, you know, well, I don't know. And that's your time to teach. Remember, we're supposed to be ready to teach too. So there's a lot of different pieces that can come from this whole perspective of how to parent these kids today. A lot of our kids, a lot of our younger generations are really heavy in understanding you know, cell phones, smartphones, you know, computers, tablets. They are so good at that, that it makes us older ones look like we don't know anything. And I'm an in-betweener because I I was brought up by parents who don't like to text and have a smartphone only for phone calls. They don't do emails that way. They rather just use a computer and they're not into the whole gadget life and app systems. But I'm also brought up with the generation that got to learn all that at a little bit older age and in teenagehood into young young adulthood. So we're kind of like the in-betweeners. And so the, the problem is that because I didn't get the teaching my parents could have taught me, if they got into it, I struggled because they always were trying to avoid that. Always trying to avoid that. Always, like, always kind of pushing that to the side so it took me longer to just when I became more free um for myself for myself I was able to learn a little bit more but I'm still like not as educated in certain things that a lot of our younger generations are okay so that's why I'm saying get involved learn because like I've heard parents go I don't understand why my kid likes this game and my first question in my head is did you sit down and ask him when he was playing, did you sit on the couch and ask him questions about what he's doing and then ask him why he's doing that and ask him, can you show, show you what you're doing? Like, have you do something on it? See, the thing is, <clears throat> you don't understand because you don't want to spend time learning. It's usually what it turns into, vice versa. Your kid doesn't understand you because the kid doesn't want to spend time learning. So you gotta find a way to be able to communicate. You show interest in something they're interested in, they may show interest in something that you're interested in. Because one of the things as a kid, they don't think like an adult. So you can't treat them as an adult in how they would respond, but you as an adult can respond in a way that can teach them how to respond back. Because as they become adults, they're going to struggle when they meet people who don't have the same interests as them. They won't know how to make a relationship with them at all. They won't know how to find a commonality of being able to work with them. And it's going to show in their work ethics. Because they won't be able to get along with somebody who has no interest outside of just what they're doing. Like It, just, it starts coming around. It's very interesting. But yes, we can get really deep into that, but we're not going to. The next verse section... Is in Ecclesiastes 9. Ecclesiastes 9 9 says, Enjoy life with the wife whom you love. All the days of, of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and your toil at which you toil under the sun. Solomon said, Enjoy that relationship. There's a purpose and a reason behind the person you married. There's a purpose behind the person you're going to marry. There's a purpose in the people that you because some people date around some people don't. Now I'm a very not, not a very big strong believer on dating around because I don't think that's how you find the right woman. Because a lot of times emotions get really deep and then you kind of leave a little bit of your emotion in that person and they take that to the next person. That's why I say, let God choose for you. Doesn't mean you can't have relationships, like have friendships a connections to other women, but definitely something that I'm big on. But the idea is, guys, if you're married, there's a reason why you have that marriage and there'll be toil, there'll be struggles, there'll be good times, there'll be bad times. There gonna be times you can't stand each other. There's gonna be times that you just can't get enough of each other, cannot get enough of each other. So the idea is that love each other in this life. This life, short. It'll end. You don't know if you'll have them forever. You don't know if they'll die a few years after you get married. You don't know. So you love on them, and you treat them best you can. And sometimes you know, you know, some of us guys like to be funny. And our wives don't take it as humor, and we have to remember to not always try to be that way. But this is, to me, an important part to think about and talk about in, in our relationships. Guys, if you're single, learn. Watch other guys. Watch how they treat other women, for one. Watch how they treat their wives. You will see the guy who loves God is going to be able to balance a solid relationship with his wife, and still treat other women with respect. You will see other guys not treat their wives very well and also not treat other women very well. And then you may see guys who treat their wives terrible but treat other women better. Learn. Study up and prepare yourself to be a husband because that's how you learn how be prepared to be a husband. The number one thing I always tell young people who are about to get married: if there is any expectations, you need to throw them out now before you get married. A lot of times they look at you funny, but then when you t- give them examples, they're like, "Oh, yeah, we talked about that." I said, "Well, have you talked about this?" See, the thing is, in marriage, I do believe. Oh, no, no. Let's turn it this way. In marriage, two different people becoming one. Clarify, two different people who have become one. That means you had the life you were brought up in, the way your parents brought you up, whether you were had a single parent, whether you had divorced parents, whether you had both your parents, or whether you lost both your parents and you were taken care of by aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, whatever it may be. Vice versa, the same thing. He was brought up in a different way, maybe even different state, different parents, different situation, different life brought versions of growing up. One of the biggest mistakes is a lot of times in marriage is the guy gets upset with girl, girl gets upset with guy, because in their pictured mind, they know how they were brought up. And so they assume that the other person was brought up the same way. And so they respond and treat each other badly because the expectation was never talked about that's why it's important to talk about if we have kids how are we going to train them up if we want to buy the house of the dreams right off the bat and struggle or buy a house that we could start with build up equity and down the road get a better house that we want do we continue getting used cars or do we get a new car do we save up for our kids' college or do we train them up to do other things or to work for their college? You see, there's a lot of different things because if we don't talk about it, then when the situation comes up about it, most of the time it turns into arguments, frustrations, anger towards each other, resentment, or you start point, pointing fingers at each other and it kind of gets, like as in it says here, toiled. So the idea is, guys, we need to stop holding back expectations and be more willing to share because our wives can't read our minds. Guys, if you're single or dating, the woman can't read your mind. So if you are wanting something specific, you need to say it out loud so that she can hear you. And it's vice versa. Girls do the same thing. Sometimes they don't say what they really mean, and you have to figure it out, and you could just tell them, hey, please just tell me what it is. (laughs) Because I really don't want to try to guess this game. So these are the two ideas I thought of um, perspectives that have been coming through my mind for this episode. The idea that, you know, Christmas is a time of cheer, joy, and all that. We have to remember that Joseph. Was basically Jesus' stepdad, but he was his dad on Earth. He trained him up probably with the same perspective that he was trained up. He probably, you know, taught him the values that he was taught. He probably taught him the biblical values that he learned when he went to the school before he became a carpenter. And you could see that Mary still continued those values even in his adulthood. But we gotta understand, you know, Jesus. Excuse me, Jesus is the Son of God. He knew he was God and man. So the idea is that we have to understand that when our children grow up with a purpose, we grew up for a purpose. You have a purpose. You know, because you were a son of someone else. Even if you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, even if you're in your 20s and 30s, even if you're in your teens, you have a purpose. We need to ask. I could tell you this, Joseph in a million years never thought he was going to be Jesus' dad. And do we know if he knew that he was the Messiah? I, I, I want to say yes. Because he saw him grow up. I don't know when he died. I don't know if it was in you know, Jesus' early 20s or late teens, but he got to see him grow up a bit. And we do know that people call Jesus the son of the carpenter, which means... Most likely, Jesus was taught how to be a carpenter, because usually that's how it was back then. You see, did Jesus become a carpenter when he grew up? No, because God had a plan. Same thing for you guys. Seek him out this Christmas, enjoy the time with your family, love on your wife. Be a part of your kids' lives. Learn why they like the games that they play. Learn why they watch the shows that they watch. Learn why they hang out where they hang out. Understand where they come from. Even if you don't, even if you are not an artist, but your kid is. Even if your kid loves the violin and you don't like music that way. Show interest. Learn. You will learn so much about your kid when you start allowing that relationship to open up. Because you want to be involved. And with your wives. The same thing. Your wives may not have the same hobbies and interests that you do. But it doesn't mean. I want you guys to be. Going off and smelling candles with her. But it, I can tell you this. It might be a good thing. Because you can see. Like the one of the things that I've learned throughout my years so far. Is. When someone likes something. You see the joy in their face. And you. If you really want to know, you ask them why. Why does this make you excited? Why do you enjoy doing this? Why is this fun to you? And when they start sharing, you listen. I think that overall, this whole episode is about paying attention to those that God has placed in your life, specifically in your family. Single guys, your parents, you know, your friends. You know, if you're interested in a girl, even if there's some girlfriends they are just your friends, pay attention, listen, learn. Because I could tell you this for you guys who are hoping to get married. It's not the romance that lasts. It's the relationships that do. And if you want to have a better understanding of what marriage is like, build up your relationships with the people that you do have, especially the opposite gender, build those relationships, learn how to be a friend to them learn how to be a godly man to them because that's going to integrate into your marriage guys if you're married already love on your wives get to know them find things they like to do and connect with them with it sometimes i watch a show that i may not really be interested in watching but i'll watch it with her a couple episodes so that way i can be excited with her i can learn about i know something she's interested like the walking dead i watched the first season but and i think i watched partial of the second one but i, I kind of didn't like it that much but once in a while i watch a little bit of it and i ask my wife questions and I, you know and i would show interest and she will just share 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 that's what i mean even though it's not something i sit there and i watch videos and i'm concerning about it but i, I still paid attention that i understood what she was talking about um, same thing with kids, you know, when I did youth ministry, you know, at Hartford, I did youth ministry in Colorado, um, listening to what they were interested in, getting involved, asking questions about it. There's some guys in the one church I was in that did LARPing. I asked him how they did that. Oh, that's really cool. I watched them a few times and I just, i let them know that, Hey, someone actually is paying attention and listening to what I like to do. And I think that's the whole purpose and behind this episode was to understand that don't allow the Christmas feeling to go away where you're you're more involved. Keep that involvement into next year. And you'll start seeing things change in your family. Anyway, let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you for this time. I ask you to bless this Christmas for those that might be traveling, to those who could be don't really have anybody to hang out with help them to find maybe even a couple or family that's in their church or in their area that they've just been connecting to to try to see if they can be part of their life i pray for any guys that have been struggling in their relationships with their wife struggling in the relationship with their kid that they understand to they may need to change their perspective and how they approach the relationships to maybe find a way to be able to connect Don't allow this feeling of family friendship and love and joy to kind of just go away when the season's done but allow it to be a part of a change in their life even if it's not a full change even if it's not extreme change but enough to realize maybe this year i need to change some ways of how i treat my wife how i treat my kids and even the single guys here how I treat my relationships, how I treat the girls of the opposite sex, how I treat my parents. You see that we need to remember that you have a plan for us. We have a purpose for us. And we need to be aware of that. We need to ask you that. We need to realize our kids have that, or even our wives have that purpose that you have planned. Allow us to be able to see that. And allow us to be more open to that. Allow us to be more prepared for that. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, you have a blessed week and Christmas. And hopefully I'll see you either next week or the week after when I do podcasts again. And, well, God bless.